Hey there, I'm Tyler, the author and host of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale. The original recording of this episode wasn't quite adequate enough, so I've re-recorded it and labeled it with the term Redux. It's a true workhorse of an episode now, and believe me, it's much better than it was. Enjoy. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 8 The Lion The Tin Woodman, Scarecrow, and Dorothy made it safely out of the woods and settled on a hilltop overlooking a colorful landscape dotted with valleys and small orchards. A long river ran through the landscape, branching off here and there, filling lakes and ponds of various sizes. It's beautiful, said Dorothy with a heavy sigh, looking down at the scene. So much color. Not like back home. The scarecrow looked down with her. It's not quite what I imagined the world to look like outside of the forest. I always pictured a much more intricate place. The tin woodman joined them and looked over the land as well. This is only a small part of it, Scarecrow. Oz is much more than the valleys below. It is a large place comprised of sprawling cities, oceans, deserts, and of course the green city itself. We have a long way to go before we get there, though. Have you ever been? asked Dorothy. To the green city of Emerald? Once. Only once. Before the wizard banished the witches. It wasn't like they say it is now, though. It was of ordinary color back then. Emerald wasn't green yet. It was large, but it was not the metropolis of today. In fact, despite its size, it seemed quaint. There was a brief moment of silence as they all contemplated the thought of the ever-changing state of the world. It was a nice moment, a peaceful moment. The Scarecrow turned and faced his shiny rival. As he opened his mouth to apologize for being such a jerk, the Tin Woodman reached out with his sharp fingers and plunged them through the Scarecrow's shirt, pulling out a large tuft of straw. Ouch! Good God, man! 
What was that? cried the scarecrow. Dorothy let out a small squeal of terror and pain for her friend as well. What the fuck is wrong with you? Needed some kindling for the fire, replied the tin woodman. Straw will work just fine. He turned and walked back to a spot where he had arranged some stones in a small circle with a pile of sticks lying next to it. Ask next time. I may be straw and flannel, but I can still feel pain, you know. He pulled the spool and the needle from his shirt pocket and began to patch himself up yet again. As the night fell and the fire burned, Scarecrow kept his distance from both it and the woodman. He did, however, pull his arm off for Dorothy to use as a pillow, so she could at least keep warm and sleep a little closer to the flames. The woodman sat upon a large flat rock and stared down at the villages below. He watched as the flickering flames of the lanterns keeping the villages lit went out one by one, until each all but disappeared beneath the moon's otherwise bright light. The morning came back around, and Dorothy was nowhere to be seen. The tin woodman searched the area with Scarecrow, but neither of them were able to figure out where she had gone, or why she had left. I should have known she would leave, said Scarecrow in a sullen voice. I may not have known her as long as you, or as well as you, but she hardly seemed the abandoning type. He continued to look around. Besides, she left her bag here. He motioned to Dorothy's backpack sitting by the now extinguished fire. The scarecrow looked down at the bag. The woodman was right. She would have taken it with her. It was important enough for her to risk her life to go back for it in the cabin in the woods. She certainly would not have left it behind now. They collectively turned their attention back to the woods, just in time to see Dorothy emerge from the tree line with a look of sheer terror in her eyes and a wicker basket hanging from her right arm. She came to an exasperated stop in front of her two traveling companions. She fell to her hands and knees, spilling the picnic basket at the woodman's feet. Between gasps of air, she tried to speak, opening her mouth, but only finding herself capable of sucking air. Realizing it was going to be impossible to warn her fellow travelers of the impending danger with speech, she instead turned back toward the woods and pointed. They each looked back at the tree line and watched as a giant lion emerged with a loud, thunderous roar. A lion so large it was easily twice the size of even the biggest lion outside of Oz in Dorothy's world. The great beast leapt with resounding ease and grace from at least one hundred feet away. Its intent was clear, to land on Dorothy G. 
scale. The attempt on Dorothy's life, however, was thwarted by the quick-thinking tin woodman as he knocked the lion back with a swift blow to the head by the blunt end of his axe. They all watched as the ego-bruised beast stammered off into the distance with a loud whimper, its tail dragging on the ground. The woodman looked down at Dorothy, then at the wicker basket on the ground, apples strewn all about. Had he any veins left in his body or blood to flow through them, it would have boiled at this very moment. He watched as Dorothy slowly climbed to her feet and knocked her back down with a flat-footed kick to the chest. It was so hard that it knocked what little wind Dorothy had regained right back out of her. She could feel her ribs bruising immediately. He knelt down beside her and placed the blade of his axe to her throat. The cold steel pressed down to the point that she knew if she so much as swallowed out of fear, the blade would cut into her soft flesh. Maybe not kill her, but certainly cut her. Why? He screamed, looking into her dark green eyes with his own hollow eyes. Why? Did you choose now to return? Why did you come back here to torment me further? Haven't I suffered enough already? Why are you here? Dorothy had no response. She had no idea what he was talking about, and certainly had no idea what he wanted to hear. The Scarecrow, in a moment of sheer panic, mustered up all his strength, what little he had, and lifted a large, nearby rock. He swung it at the woodman's head. He did not manage to land a hit hard enough to do any real damage, but enough to shake him and scuff his face. He shifted his attention from Dorothy and looked up at the scarecrow. Removing his axe from Dorothy's neck, he slowly stood up as she scrambled back to her feet. He looked at both of them and let out a small laugh. He did not say another word. He only turned and walked away. Dorothy and her savior watched as he disappeared into the distance. The lion jumped out from behind a rock, and the woodman stopped momentarily to look at him. He only shrugged and continued on his way. The lion close behind. <laughs>